0: Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, March 8th, and I'm your host, Sonnet Hines, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. For, For our first story of the day, Canada's women's wheelchair rugby team is going to debut at the Women's Cup in Paris. Then, CEOs of large food banks are testifying this week after concerns over food inflation after hate incidents have increased in BC during the first years of the pandemic, according to a study. Then, one area in Edmonton is pushing out the RCMP. So with all this news, let's get started. The Canadian women's wheelchair rugby team is going to debut at the Women's Cup in Paris this week. This is a new chapter for the team since this will be their first time at an international tournament. The team is made up of 10 women who will debut at the Women's Cup taking place this Thursday to Saturday at the Centre Sportif Emile Anton in Paris. Wheelchair rugby has received a large growth in the number of female players involved in the sport. Previously, wheelchair rugby was a mixed sport at the Paralympic level. Canadian women's head coach Kendra Todd believes the game will be a great opportunity to grow the women's game in Canada. Canada will be having its first game against Great Britain this Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It will be live streamed on the YouTube channel Wheelchair Rugby France. CEOs of large food banks are testifying this week after concerns over food inflation. Members of Parliament are currently preparing to ask some of Canada's largest grocery store chains difficult questions. Experts have said officials should, officials should ask for more transparency on how grocers are making so much money. CEOs and presidents of Loblaws, Metro, and Empire, which run Sobeys, Safeway, and Fresco, are set to testify Wednesday in front of a House of Commons Agriculture Committee to zero in on food inflation. Other executives have already testified in front of MPs, but some members of the government are not happy with the absence of CEOs themselves according to CBC News. Those at the head of these companies where the buck stops should at least have to answer questions around why their profits are so high and why their prices are so high, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh said last month. The situation all started from party agriculture critic Alistair McGregor proposing the idea and received support from Liberal, Conservative, and Bloc Quebecois MPs on the committee. With groceries making high profits with inflation, it made Charlie Bois and MPs rush to gain more financial information about what is driving these profits a report showed that the three grocers reported higher profits in the first half of 2022 when compared to average performances over the last five years. A final report is expected in June with recommendations from the government. This could potentially seek changes to law addressing competition in the industry. Hate incidents, more specifically anti-Asian hate have increased in B.C. during the first years of the pandemic. The report from the B.C. Human Rights Commissioner showed how hate affected individuals based on race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, and more. B.C. Human Rights Commissioner Kasari Govender said, while hate is not new, the pandemic marks a period in our collective experience that has been filled with fear, mistrust, division, and hate. Incidents ranged from slurs to physical attacks. The report found the government and criminal justice system not effective when it comes to holding people accountable, and community-based organizations did better with proper funding, according to CBC News. The report made many recommendations, some being a system to report hate, and a new standard for policing, including a requirement that police have at least one specialist trained in hate crimes. One area in Edmonton is phasing out the RCMP. An area called Grand Prairie is planning a new city service to be created over the next five years. The city council had a vote 8-1 to create a police service and end the contract that they have with Canada's National Police Service. The RCMP will still be in northwestern Alberta, while officers with the Grand Prairie Municipal Police Service will be brought in. This comes after their decision to create a provincial police force, according to CBC News. Mike Ellis, the Minister of Public Safety and Services, said the Grand Prairie City Council completed a review before Monday's vote and other municipalities are following this plan. Grand Prairie Grand Prairie Mayor Jackie Clayton says this change to having a police service will increase local oversight, shed time on bureaucracy, reduce police costs, and help officers be recruited. The RCMP opposes the change, saying this is politically motivated and ill-informed. Jackie Clayton said, it's simply about finding the best service model for for a community we care deeply about. That is all with Top Stories. Here's Samina.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. How do you keep yourself entertained? There is no shortage of options to grab one's attention these days. It seems like there's always something to keep you occupied, something that sucks up all your time and you let it, whether you want to admit it or not. Why? Technology. Let's be honest. Honesty plays a crucial role. Travel back in time with me to the 90s. How do you think people entertain themselves in the long summer days with little to do? 21 years ago, Frankie was 16 years old. She and her only friend Zeke, both bored outcasts, made a piece of artwork with the slogan and hung them around town unsigned. It created a panic in the small Tennessee town of Coalfield and spread to the rest of America in 1996. Now a journalist claiming to know the truth has contacted Frankie wanting to know the full story. The title of the book is Now is the Time to Panic. The author is Kevin Wilson. What started as harmless fun quickly turned into chaos in America. Frankie and Zeke met at the local pool. Their attraction was instant. They bonded over their awful fathers and their love of art. Kevin perfectly captures two teenagers bored during their summer and their adolescence. They want more out of their lives and feel trapped by their surroundings and their families. And so they escape in their imaginations. It's one of the things I love about this book. It reads like a movie and the pacing is excellent. You're never bored. The Edge is a shanty town filled with gold seekers. We are fugitives and the law is skinny with hunger for us. Frankie came up with the words. Zeke came up with the artwork. Using a photocopier, they duplicate the posters and plaster them all over town. People quickly notice and start panicking. It leads to copycats, conspiracy theories, including connections to Satan. It also leads to fatalities. Zeke disappeared after that summer and Frankie kept their secret. She also kept the original poster. No one would ever think two outcasts would be responsible. They were just trying to make art. Now a reporter from the New Yorker wants the truth. Should Frankie tell it? If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at cgru1280. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. It's
0: time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Wednesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape, but until then, tune in tomorrow. It's CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Sonnet Hines. Thanks for listening.